This year in the United States, over 600,000 401k plans and over 60 million participants are going to get their first income disclosures. My view is it's going to wake up a lot of people to where do I get income? So I, I think for yourself, you need to, you know, as you have your plan, an individual or a household has its plan on what its retirement plan is, what income they're looking to generate in retirement, the quality of the, the retirement, what all the aspects of retirement that they're going to have, income, how they're going to manage their expenses and so on. You got to keep on top of that. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Bull. Everyone, welcome to 2022. I am here in the studio with Harry Stout, and we are in a series which we're going to call Intentional Money Matters. Harry Stout, thank you, number one, for just being on the show, having a sessions with me. I know that you're very, very big into financial literacy. You're very well written. You have your own podcast, and I'm just really grateful for this time. Um, any, any special concepts that you have going into 2022 personally before we jump into the money world? Oh, personally, I no, I just trying to get better, Caleb. I just you just try to get better at what you do. And I'm looking for ways to better communicate yep. knowledge to help people improve their lives. And it's really, it's really interesting. Some days I wake up and I think I'm selling financial broccoli uh, for people. It's like it's financial broccoli. Other days you find a very an audience that's very receptive to what you're saying and they really want to make improvements in their life. And you can you can give them some ideas that will help them. So all I'm trying to do is find new ways to communicate. I think a session like this, fast paced, will give them ideas and thoughts, and hopefully they can improve their habits, which yep. are the key. You have six habits that we want to go through or just six money ideas that we can talk about. The one thing I want to say is the month of January, I think, is the best month to get people um, you know, interested because this is the month where everyone's going to the gym. People are really analyzing and saying, this is new beginning. What do I want my life to look like? And if you look at the top you know, commitments people make, it's usually around health, around communication, around money. And you could make the argument that that money is maybe not the most important thing, but it's tied to almost every important life decision, habit, uh, and result in your life. And so uh, with that, what is the, the first idea that you want to bring as it relates to intentional money matters? I think you, you really, here you are in January, you need to prepare for filing your return tax returns in April. And I think that's important because if you if you do the returns yourself, if you use one of the software products and you do that yourself, a lot of people do, or if you use a professional tax preparer, either way, you're going to have to gather information to either complete the program or fulfill the information request from the from the tax professional. And if you don't take some time and some thought to do it, you'll miss things. Yeah. And uh, give you a great example. What one thing that I've been—I I used to be a tax preparer. I used to do tax preparation at a point in time, and um, just helping people better organize their records. Because back in the old days, I used to have clients. I'm serious that would come in with the proverbial shoebox and say, here, straighten it out for me because I don't have any time for this. And other people over the years who got better and more organized. So if you can organize yourself, you know what your contributions are. You know what your mortgage interest is on your home. You know what um, medical costs or medical bills you've had during the course of that year so that you can present that to the preparer or to the software program to get the best possible answer in terms of taxes paid for you and your household. Do you have any example of like some of the biggest mistakes people make because they're rushed? Like, is it, is it, they don't um, get all the deductions properly or they don't properly 
get the right paperwork? Is there any like common mistake that people make because they're not proactive? Well, I, I just think you miss things. I think, yeah. you know, typically income, you're, 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 unless you are a business or a, a proprietor, I mean, you still have, you've got work to do there to make sure you have everything, but usually you're going to miss deductions. Yep. And uh, for and, and there are things there that you should have in mind and keep uh, uh, and, and present. You may also, if, if you do this properly, you may also give the tax preparer or the, the service, if you will, some ideas on things you might want to do to improve your tax uh, situation yep. before you file your return. Maybe it's an IRA contribution. Maybe it's the establishment of a health savings account. Things like that that could help you. The the other thing is being proactive for this year or 2022. You should say um, you may want to meet with a tax professional um, just to plan out. If is there anything that you can do this year that can help you uh, the following year when you're looking at filing your taxes? Um, and so I think that's great advice. What is the second key tip? Second one is really to get a retirement income checkup. Now, this is going to have new meaning in 2022, Caleb. Many people who participate in 401k plans, this year they're going to start getting notifications from the plan administrators as to what income their assets will generate at age, I believe at age 67. That's the pro forma disclosure. So if you were, if you're planning for retirement, you got a retirement plan, you're working on things, you really have to focus on what income you're going to get from the assets you've accumulated. Now, if you if you go to the to the Caleb school and look at some of your videos, we know about going up the mountain and down the mountain. Right. And right. So but so you're working hard to go up the mountain to accumulate. Now right. you're going to decumulate or go down the mountain. What income are those assets going to provide? So this year in the United States, 600 over 600,000 401k plans and over 60 million participants are going to get their first income disclosures. My view is it's going to wake up a lot of people to where do I get income? So I, I think for yourself, you need to, you know, as you have your plan, an individual or a household has its plan on what its retirement plan is, what income they're looking to generate in retirement, the quality of the, the retirement, what all the aspects of retirement that they're going to have, income, how they're going to manage their expenses and so on. You got to keep, you got to keep on top of that. This, this is uh, something that's, I think very new and big news for a lot of people. And I think it's very much going to be a wake up call because um, people might have a couple hundred thousand, maybe even a million dollars in certain accounts. And it does not necessarily translate into the income that you think it is, it's going to be. And so it will be very, very interesting to see what the pushback is. Do you think it's going to be buried in a bunch of, you know, text or do they have to like put it on a very easy to read disclosure? It's a uniform disclosure. I've, the, the, I've seen some pro formas, they look easy to read. Now, will people read them and fully understand them? I, I hope that they take the time to do that. But you're so right. They need to have a conversation because I, I hear from a lot of people and you'll laugh at this. Maybe you won't. Hey, Harry, I've got $100,000 and I'm going to be fine as I go into retirement. And then you you need to, as you begin to have a conversation with someone and let them know what that $100,000 converts to into income, either through withdrawals or through actual income from the principal, really gets people thinking. Yep. I've, I've always said that we, we should call it future cash flow planning or future income planning and not this retirement planning, because I just feel like the word retirement doesn't very, it doesn't highlight the actual activity very well. And I think if we compared cash flow, or if you compared income, people might look at careers, they might look at investments, they might make different decisions, uh -huh. um, because 
a nest egg, you can't necessarily spend a nest egg. Totally agree. And I, after tax cash flow is the key. I think you and I have yeah. talked about this before. And for instance, I use, I've used uh, cash value life insurance to yep. generate cash after ta- or tax-free income for me, if you will, throughout my retirement as part of my plan. Uh, I described that to someone and they said, what is that? So I've only been do, planning for this for 20 years. I've had it in place. It's in, you know, it's there, but a lot of people don't understand these things, but you're so right. Yeah. Planning for that cash flow for your, the rest of your life. I, I, I kind of view it as income protection, even for seniors. I mean, it's like, in, it's like in, you need income protection throughout your entire life, even when you're working as well as yeah. when you're not working. Absolutely. So I, I love that. Uh, get a retirement income checkup and essentially there, you can't be too young for this. Um, obviously, the older that you get and closer that you get to retirement is very, very important. But I would recommend, even if you're starting out, understand what each asset or retirement account, how that works, how that translates. Obviously, there's a good chance that things might change in the next 30 years. But I'm really glad that um, people are going to at least get a little bit of their eyes open to what they've been putting their money to and how it's going to convert. So what is the third idea um, as it relates to intentional money matters? Which is to... to- if possible, and if it fits for you, set up an IRA. Maybe it's a, a traditional IRA, maybe it's a Roth, but investigate the programs that the government has provided to allow you to accumulate funds on a tax advantage basis. I, this is why I really appreciate having you on this because the show and having a series with you because um, we can have maybe differing opinions and beliefs, um, but I am a big fan of saving money. And so if, if an IRA, if a Roth IRA, if a 401k, if those are plans designed to help you save more money, you are better off than spending the difference. And so one of the things that I think um, IRAs could help and 401ks could help is that proactive savings and investing. And I definitely, I would 100% recommend you looking into the options. And while we can't give investment advice, the Roth option, especially when you're looking at where taxes might be would be an option that I would highly suggest you talk to your uh, investment professional uh, and and it might make sense as it relates to your financial situation. Anything else that you want to add on the IRAs? I mean, in the past, I've been very um, hard on these accounts um, because of the income side. Um, But I also, the the more I've experienced and had conversations with people, I've realized that the fact is we have a savings crisis. We have an investment crisis on our hands. Yep. And so I can get really cute in a corner, but at the end of the day, if people aren't investing and saving, we're, we got way bigger issues. I know. I think it's important. I mean, an example would be if, if you don't like what's a, what an IRA will do, or maybe there are other options that are available, that's great. But you need to save to have the money to put it in the IRA or the other options. So it's the habit of savings. When you're doing your budget, here's what we're allotting for our long savings. You have to have that. And especially for your generation, Caleb, because few, fewer and fewer of you are going to have any sort of defined benefit pension plan. And I think that's what younger people, younger than 55s, are starting to really realize, wait a minute, I'm not getting any sort of pension yep. from my employer like, like my older brother did or my cousin did. And as a result, people are looking for ways to accumulate more and income options. Where can they get that guaranteed option? So that's that's the 401k suggestion. Yeah, and here's what I would say as it relates to options, all like every single person should look into a Roth IRA, an IRA and have that be the benchmark. And and so if you decide you want to invest in X, Y, or Z, really compare it to a Roth IRA and, and traditional IRA, compare it to a 401k with a match. 
um, and and have that be the benchmark. Don't compare it to like a, a savings account or whole life insurance or an annuity. Like I think an IRA, especially if you're in the accumulation stage, is the asset that you can compare to. And for many of America, they would be best off in an IRA. And so I'm glad that that is an, an option. Um, what is your what is your fourth idea? Number four is to ladder your savings accounts. Now, let's just say you've got money set aside in your emergency fund. That emergency fund's liquid. It, 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 you, you've set it up to be able to get that money out very easily should something arise. Well, you may want to ladder that. And what laddering means is just investing it in different maturities and, and potentially being able to secure higher rates by locking some of it in longer. And let's say you've worked hard, you've got $40,000 in your emergency fund. Well, maybe you can put $10,000 of that into a CD that matures a year from now. Maybe you can put some in two years from now. Maybe it's some in six months so that you can catch this likely wave of increasing interest rates that's going to happen in our country over the next few years. Let me ask you this. When would it make sense to just keep money in like a money market because of the unknowns versus like, is there an age group? If, if someone under the age of 40 is listening to this, would you recommend them at all ladder their savings or this mainly for people that are nearing retirement, maybe in retirement where they don't necessarily want to take a ton of risk. They're not going to really spend all their money. And so laddering savings options would essentially be a, a, a way to get a little bit better yield, keep your money safe, I think it would be pretty foolish right now to lock in five, five 10 years at these oh, low I, interest I, rates. I, I, I totally agree. But if you go and you set up an internet savings account, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but if you set up an internet savings account through one of the internet banks, you look for different maturities, see if you can improve your yield somewhat. Yeah. Again, liquid money is liquid money. Right. And, and if anything, there's a growing school of thought, I think, Caleb, that older individuals may need to have a much larger emergency fund. Yep. And, and, and that account should be very liquid for them because yep. major illness, house repair, something like that, they may have very large bills and they need that cash available to cover them. So there's a different school of thought, I think, that's emerging there. I think I think laddering and making sure that you have a couple of irons in the fire, even in the in the safest assets out there, uh, there's a ton of wisdom. And what I love about this series, by the way, is we're giving people just different ideas, and and it's just one of those things where it's it's sharpening the saw, it's sharpening the saw, it's making people um, just get more dialed in as it relates to why they're doing what they're doing. And so I just again want to say thank you for just putting the time and energy into coming up with these ideas, because um, I know that. Everyone has opinions, but at the end of the day, there, there's something to say about someone who comes up with the ideas and can communicate. And so thank you for that. Oh, um, number five. Well. Number five is get a general insurance checkup. And what general insurance is, be it your homeowners, your renter's insurance, your automobile. We've talked in our prior episode about having umbrella coverage. You need to make sure that that coverage is appropriate. And I'll give you one great example. If you look around the country right now, if you're a homeowner, your house is maybe increased 15, 20% in value, are your coverages still correct? Um, now, in other parts of the country, do you have earthquake protection? Do you have flood protection? Do you have hurricane, you know, hurricane coverage? So these are all things you need to have. And once you get a good, once you get a good package of coverages in place and you take, it'll take a little bit of time each year to make sure they're current, reasonably priced, and they deliver for you what you need. And sometimes things change. I'll give you a great example. When your kids begin to just start driving, 
That's the wonderful thing of life. And uh, you get that first shocking, you know, auto insurance bill to cover them. I mean, things like what I do with my children is I had very high deductibles. I just elected the highest deductible I could and actually proved to be a very good thing indeed. And also the, there are a variety of things to do, but again, it's something you manage. And the other thing too, Caleb, I think this is going to be more important in 22 because I think you're going to start seeing rate increases. We haven't seen, you know, during the, the height of the pandemic, there were no claims because people weren't going anywhere. They weren't driving things. Were, you know, a lot of things were uh, the overall claims cost for the insurance industry went down dramatically. That's changing. And I think you're going to see, I think I just read recently, probably four to 6% premium increases this year. So how you manage it and what you do is important, but make sure you take a look at it. Have, have your coverage looked at in totality to make sure there are no missing areas where you're not covered. And that uh, you're, you know you're properly uh, providing and, and paying the right rate. If we see a two to six percent increase, will that? Do you think that will just take like just eat into the savings rate that people are having? Um, because I don't see, at least I have never met someone who's like in proactively saving for their insurance. It's usually usually one of those things where it's just out of their lifestyle. How do you see that impacting America if if we do see insurance hikes? Uh, I see people, I think it could be food hikes. It could be a variety of things. I think people are going to save less. Yeah. And I, th I, I think I think they're going to keep it. They're going to try to keep their lifestyle, keep the way they do things on a regular basis. I think savings rates will go down. And that's problematic because, again, they need to save more for longer life expectancies. It's really a catch-22 right now. And, and that's why some of the things we talk about in terms of after-tax cash flows in retirement, being knowledgeable about your taxes, which are which is probably the largest expenditure your household will have, you're, you're going to have to manage each of these items diligently to be able to maximize your cash flow and enable you to get where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, two other things that I just want to mention. Uh, many people resonated when we talked about inflation, how that is a direct attack on the, the, the lower and middle class. And it just comes into higher you know, insurance premiums, which are not necessarily like, I guess they relate a little bit with inflation because of house prices and all of that. But it's just at the end of the day, it's just more people are active now than than two years ago or last year. And so um, we'll, we'll start seeing a difference there and cars and houses are more expensive. And so it does it does make sense. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the people that are living paycheck to paycheck way, way, way worse than the than the people that have excess savings, because you could make the argument that if you're invested in an IRA or invested in the market with inflation, with the money continuing to print, yes. you're going to get the the benefit of of inflation. So just one of those things that I'm I think we need to continue to share. The other thing that I want to say is my personal residence was six miles away from the Colorado fire. Oh. The, the greatest like fire that Colorado, I believe, has yes. ever seen yes. as, as it relates to being destructive. And it was it was freaky. I was actually flying into Colorado that day and we get a bunch of text and I start seeing the map and I had like a moment. I had this moment where I'm like, oh, no, like our house could like go like catch mm -hmm. on fire. And I'm sure I don't have it. I have I don't even have this whole thing properly insured, not necessarily from a homeowner's perspective, but all the items, all, all the equipment. Mm -hmm. all And so it's one of those things where um, I. I almost had to eat crow, um, and it was one of those things where if I don't have my stuff figured out, um, pretty much every single person out there needs to get into a habit of making sure that your auto, your home, 
that everything's properly insured. It's just going to create a peace of mind. It's going to protect you and have that foundation. And it's really going to allow you to uh, invest and and build freer. So that that's a personal update of something that really woke me up. Um, no, it, 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 by the way, that. That, that's a great that's a great story, and that proves proves what I'm trying to come across with here. You need to do this yep. once you do it. You have it in place. Maybe every couple of years, you need to look at it. But but it just make sure you do a comprehensive review. Sit down with your agent or company. Make sure your risks are properly covered, and uh, including your contents, and make sure uh, the contents of your home. I love it. And and last but not least, is, is the final number six on this session is change your money mindset. And the reason I bring this one up is when it comes to money, you are what you think. And um, you really need to sit down and change how you think about money. An example is if you think about the fact that, hey, look, you know, uh, my family's always been in debt. I'll always be in debt. My family's never saved. You know, I'll never do that. You need to change your mindset in a major way. I really appreciate that. And one of the biggest epiphanies that I had was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the, just the different ways to frame, like saying, I can't afford something. You're literally telling yourself, I can't afford it. I, and it's just one of those really uh, scarcity mindset type of statements, but shifting that to say, how can I, how can I afford that? How can I make that happen? How can I increase my retirement cash flow? How can I live X, Y, or Z? How can I live more intentionally? It 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 acknowledges where you are, but yeah, it but it yes. makes you have a mindset of like, okay, I'm going to be abundant. I'm going to start solving problems instead of just being the problem. And so it's just one of those things where I think mindset, and quite frankly, is rooted in almost every everything that we do. Um, if you don't have the proper mindset, yeah, you can do it. Do everything quote unquote right and still live a really poor, poor life. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I quickly just to tell you that positive self-talk in this area is so important. Yeah. And I think that the comments you've made, you can change your behavior. You can change how you approach money. You can say, I will save. I'm, I'm going to do a good job here. I'm not going to buy things impulsively. I'm going to plan for those long-term. You can do those things. And it's just a question of changing your behavior, but you can do it. And uh, again, it just takes focus. And maybe if you got someone you're working with, your, your partner, maybe you've got a friend, a good friend who could work with you to help you get through some of these things, but yep. you can do it. So just, just to review, number one is prepare your 2022 tax filings and just really get everything dialed in as relates yes. there. Um, get your retirement income checkup and essentially know what you're invested in and what cash flow and income that's going to translate to. Um, set up uh, an IRA or look into an IRA options and um, make that be the benchmark. So if you can find better investment options, make sure that the risk assessment and, and if you can't, um, doing a Roth IRA or a, a, a traditional IRA is not a bad place to go. Um, ladder your savings. And this is just a way of like, hey, if you're going to save money, look at different options. We were at our current workshop and someone shared a credit union that they got like a pretty dang good interest rate. And so yes. they shared that and then everyone was able to take advantage of that. It was just phenomenal. Um, and I kind of fell over. I was like, I didn't know anyone would be paying that. Um, and of course they had limits, but it was just one of those things where be, be on the lookout for liquid options, especially with the internet. Number five is get a general insurance checkup. Um, man, I hope, I hope this is not the last time we talk about this. Like 
every year, look at your options, make sure that you're properly protected, but also you might be overpaying for insurance that you don't need. Um, so just make sure that you're working with someone that understands that. And last but not least, change your money mindset, really make sure that you're asking the question, how can I make things happen instead of just accepting that, that you are where you are and there's nothing that you can do. And so Harry, I really appreciate you. I appreciate the intention that you, that you show up uh, in this series with. And I just love talking about this. Uh, it, it may maybe a shock to people. It's like I come in uh, intentionally not studying these items because I I know that um, I want to almost have a reaction like the audience has. And so I really appreciate you taking uh, taking time to do this. And I look forward to next week. All right, very good. Thank you, Caleb. I, I enjoyed very much, and I'll see you at the next session. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.